Welcome to the Cell Culture Dish podcast, solving the challenges of standardizing cell counting to ensure reproducibility in experiments, assays, and manufacturing processes. I'm Brandi Sargent, editor of the Cell Culture Dish. Joining me today is Christian Berg, Global Product Manager at Chemomedic. Mr. Berg is a biochemist from the University of Copenhagen and worked with neuronal stem cell research before transitioning to the software industry to develop learning products for McGraw-Hill Higher Education. After relocating to the United States, Christian joined Chemomedic in 2014 to advise leading companies on the implementation of cell counting in regulated environments. As global product manager for the Nucleo Counter products, Christian is currently responsible for developing tools for customers in antibody, virus, and cell therapy development, and to implement cell counting that is both highly robust and scalable. This year, Christian and the Chemomedic team released the Nucleo Counter NC202, which aims to standardize cell counting across the industry and accommodate the needs for manufacturing automation. I'd like to start today by discussing the importance of cell counting. Could you tell listeners a little bit about why cell counting is so important? So if we uh, talk about cell counting in in context of the application, there are are different disciplines uh, that that use mammalian cells. And in some disciplines, it's obvious that cell counting is important. For example, when you use cells for manufacturing uh, pharmaceuticals, you also use cell counting when you use the cells for, for bioassays, not only in pharma. It could be uh, that you use uh, the bioassays for toxicology testing, but in pharma you also use it for quality testing of pharmaceutical products, where you actually look at the activity of the final product. And here you use the cells to report the activity of the drug. And when you set up such processes, um, you also want them to be uh, standardized. In pharma, you've also seen the emergence of cell therapies. Cell therapies have completely uh, new processes and new requirements for cell counting. So this has forced the the pharmaceutical uh, companies to rethink how they count cells and what quality parameters they should actually focus on. If you look at cell counting in the context of research today, cell counting is used as a tool to uh, maintaining uh, the cells and culture when you set up experiments. However, the need for standardization of cell counting had not been obvious to to most people in research. So the first thing is to recognize that cell counting is indeed important to you. Um, When you conduct experiments, the density of cells that you have in the beginning of, of an experiment might not directly influence the readout you have subsequently. At least that's what people think. However, the cell density is very important for how cells function. The cell density influence some powerful signaling pathways that can influence any other biological function under study. So standardizing the cell counting in a lab is a very important step to achieve reproducibility for a specific assay. Another challenge with cell counting is also the data management. Especially in the new cell therapy applications, you need to scale the process tremendously. So you might have hundreds of cell counting units So that will be very important that data is easy to organize. And with the importance of cell counting, can you talk a little bit about how the cell counting needs have evolved with new research and manufacturing demands? In research, there's also a trend towards larger experiments, such as cell-based screening. 
For such a large experimental setup, it's very important that the system is very optimized. By using a more consistent cell counting method, you will be able to reduce the day-to-day -day variation of such experimental setup. There's also been a lot of debate about the reproducibility crisis in research, where a lot of the published articles in peer-reviewed journals cannot be reproduced by other researchers. A lot of suggestions have been made about how to avoid this problem, and standardization is one of them. We are seeing a lot of interest from research leaders that are seeking to standardize the methods that are used in their lab. When we go to labs that are using manual counting, we typically ask a handful of researchers to perform manual counting on the same sample. And it's not uncommon to see a 40% variation between the researchers. Seen in isolation, that is a big problem for a research group, but it also makes collaboration with other partners more difficult. And it has been suggested that a lack of standardization of cell counting is one of the problems in the reproducibility crisis. As you mentioned, standardization of cell counting is really important. Can you speak uh, with respect to that about some of the most significant challenges in cell counting today? You can split the challenges into two groups. Technical challenges with the performance of the cell counting and practical challenges when you use cell counting in a specific operation or in research. In reality, the, the variation of a cell counting method is a much more important quality parameter compared to accuracy because the variation uh, needs to be low if you want to achieve reproducibility between people or between different labs or departments, for example. So, for example, if you're transferring a method to another lab, if your cell counting method deviates by 20%, that will cause a significant difference in the way that you control your process. Another quality parameter that is also very important is the robustness of the cell counting method. That is especially in the case in cell therapy manufacturing, where the cells typically undergo a series of complex processing steps, such as magnetic sorting, transfection, buffer changes, expansion, and, and formulation of the cells. That will lead us to the practical challenges of cell counting. A lot of customers in bioprocessing have challenges with the stability of their automated cell counter. In bioprocessing, customers typically use older generations of cell counters that are mechanically complex and contains tubing, which is inherently unstable and causes instruments to break down quite often. It is both time-consuming and expensive if a cell counter breaks down in process. Data management is also a practical challenge. That is especially the case in virus manufacturing and in cell therapy manufacturing, where you don't have good options for scaling up the process. For this type of manufacturing, you cannot build a bigger steel tank if you want to increase production. Instead, you're forced to scale out production setup. That means that you need to have a lot more analytical equipment to support the production which add a layer of complexity to the data management. We have customers that have hundreds of cell counters to support the manufacturing needs, and having good, reliable data integration is essential to be able to control these processes. So it's both important to consider the performance of a cell counter as well as the implementation of the cell counting method in your process. You recently launched a next-generation version of your popular NucleoCounter NC200. The NucleoCounter 
and C202. Could you explain the updates that have been made to the product and what makes this a next generation? Sure. The nuclear counter NC202 is actually the third generation of cell counters that uses our cassettes. So the first one was the NC100 from 2001, and the NC200 you mentioned is from 2012. So with the NC202, we haven't fundamentally changed the technology we use in the NC200. Rather, it's a general overhaul of the hardware, the cassette, and the software. We have updated the optics, the electronics, as well as the cassette. For the actual nuclear counter unit, we have updated the camera, and we have improved the light sources, which improves the quality of the images that we gather. And this allows us to, to extract more detailed information about the sample. And this has led to some improvements of the performance of the instrument. So we have been able to increase the dynamic range to 10 million cells per ml. At the same time, we have reduced the time it takes to conduct a cell count to 30 seconds. The improved data quality also allows us to see much smaller particles. Therefore, now we are able to quantify cellular debris. And in addition, when cells are organized in clumps, it is easier for us to segment the individual cells. So therefore, the new cell counting assays will provide increased robustness. In addition to that, we will also be able to count yeast cells as well as the smallest insect cells. As I mentioned previously, the autologous manufacturing methods to see in cell therapy have very high requirements for the scalability of the analytical instrumentation used. The software we have developed are designed to meet these demands by using modern tools to centralize the data. Like any other industry, we expect that robotics will be used increasingly Especially in the field of cell therapy manufacturing, we expect a large increase in the use of robotics because these manufacturing processes are extremely expensive. Short term, these automation efforts will probably revolve around MES systems that will allow operators to integrate the different analytical and manufacturing instrumentation on a single platform to allow more effective control of the manufacturing processes. You mentioned better integration with customer processes, and I think that's really important. And it leads me into my next question, where I'd like to talk about specific industry segments and the ways in which cell counting, and specifically how the nucleo counter can improve these processes. Uh, let's start with biologics manufacturing first. In biologics manufacturing, cell lines are used to produce therapeutic proteins. Cell counting is used to control these processes. There are different modes where you can grow the cells, but in all cases, the cell counting is a very important analytical parameter for the decision-making. The cell lines that are used in biologics manufacturing are not the hardest cell line to count, but the stability of the automated cell counting unit can be a challenge. The challenge lies in the instability of many of the older generations of cell counters that are mechanically complex and contain internal fluidics that can clog the system. When a cell counting instrument breaks down during a process, it uh, can be very unfortunate because you need qualified instrumentation. Quite often, instruments measure differently. So in, in case one instrument breaks down, if you bring in another instrument, there might be a systematic difference in the, the cell count, which will affect the data that you're monitoring, and it can actually affect the evaluation of the quality of the final product. One important feature of the NC202 is that all the units will measure the same regardless of production year. We achieve this by using a very rigorous calibration 
during manufacturing. Thank you for that. I think that's really important and really great information to have. Switching gears a bit, could you now talk about cell therapy and virus manufacturing processes? In comparison to biologics manufacturing, the production of virus and cell therapies are much more difficult to scale. In virus manufacturing, the cell lines that are used to expand the virus are quite diverse because specific viruses have preferences for specific cell types. So there is no single cell line available that can be used for the expansion of all virus cells. Most of these cell lines are adherent, which are much more difficult to scale compared to suspension cells, like CHO, which is used for biologics manufacturing. In order to overcome the, uh, the scalability problem with adherent cells, you use microcarriers, which allows the cells to be grown in bioreactors the same way you would with suspension cells. However, counting cells in microcarriers are not trivial because you cannot count the cells while they sit on the microcarriers. Therefore, in order to count them, you need to strip the cells off the microcarriers. That process, together with the actual counting, can take up to 30 minutes, which is inconvenient because you need lab facilities to conduct the analysis, and that will make the manufacturing more expensive. Recently, we had a case where a large virus manufacturer came to us and asked us to help with setting up a cell counting method for the counting of primary cells. They use manual cell counting to count these primary cell preparations where operators would put the cells into five categories manually. This counting process was very extensive and it would take more than half an hour to conduct a single cell count. Using the NC202, we provided them with an assay that allowed them to automatically uh, perform the cell count reducing the analysis time from 30 minutes to 30 seconds. In cell therapy, the challenges are numerous. As we discussed in an earlier question, the robustness of a cell counting method is super important because the cells has to go through numerous steps which could potentially affect the cell count. Therefore, the robustness of the cell counting method is necessary to draw a correct picture of how the process is running. And now I'd like to ask something that's really important to our listeners, um, and that is uh, if you could describe what the implementation of the nucleocounter looks like for scientists interested in incorporating this into their workflow. So the nucleocounter is very easy to use, which is particularly important if you want to standardize a process. This is both the case if you're a researcher that wants to share protocols with colleagues, but also in manufacturing setups that you want to scale. So the cassette replaces three workflow steps that you have with other cell counting methods, which is the addition of dye, the loading of the cells into a counting chamber, and the focusing before you can actually perform the cell count. So in summary, the simplicity of the operation will make it much easier to implement in any process because the standard operation procedures will be shorter and it's easier to train new people to use the instrument. Another important advantage of the NC200 is that it can easily be deployed in clean rooms. It is easy to clean and it doesn't require any maintenance. Regular validation is enough to ensure consistent performance of the instrument. I just want to thank you so much for your time today. This was really interesting and I think it's a very important topic. I think cell counting, as you mentioned, standardization of cell counting in particular is really important in terms of reproducibility and ensuring that our research is valid. And so I really want to thank you for, for coming and speaking today. 
Do you have anything else that you would like to add for our listeners uh, before we sign off? Chemomedic is still operational, so if you feel like trying out the nuclear counter, please give us a call. Normally, we would always send our field application scientists to get people started with the nuclear counter. But because of these unusual times, we've made a video resource where people can go ahead and set up the instrument and get started without any help from a field application scientist. We will ship the instrument, and typically a week is enough to test the performance of the nuclear counter with your cell systems. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To learn more about this and other stem cell and biomanufacturing related topics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.